It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into a very special edition of Locked On Auburn. Zach Blackerby here, joined by Auburn linebacker Chandler Wooten. Chandler, thank you so much for doing this. It's going to be fun visiting with you each and every week throughout the football season. And, man, you had a you had a pretty big game this past weekend. Yeah, no, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on, for sure. Um, and yeah, I just definitely tried to go out there and play well this weekend, and um, we were able to come out with a win, so we was happy about that. Yeah, I mean, what, what has been kind of the conversation – after uh, after the game in the locker room, I mean, I imagine I imagine that game didn't go how a lot of you guys expected it to. Yeah, no, it, we were in a dogfight for sure. Um, we definitely didn't play our brand of football in the first half, but we wanted to come out in the second half and reestablish ourselves. Um, we wanted to be fit, more physical up front, especially on the defensive end, um, sure. and as well as in linebackers. And so um, we came out in the second half with a sense of urgency. Um, you know, we were able to get uh, consecutive stops in the second half and uh, gave our offense the ball back. So a lot of people are pointing at, okay, the difference in the first half and the second half was um, Zacoby McClain, which I assume yeah, you two guys have a, have a pretty good relationship. Was it, was it his, uh, his energy that came back? Was it, was it adjustments? I mean, what was kind of the biggest difference from the first half to the second half in your mind? Yeah, no, that definitely played a big part in it. Um, you know, having a guy like him back out there, you know, like you said, the energy he brings, um, just the consistent play he brings. Um, you know, he's just an incredible player, and so – Adding that back into the lineup definitely played a big role into it. And then, you know, like I said, just going in at halftime, we weren't happy with our play at all. And so coming out of the second half, we just had a different mentality. Um, we wanted to play with more energy. And that's why you saw guys, you know, flying around more, you know, just, you know, just a lot more sense of urgency. And so um, I think that also played a big role in it. Talk about Derek Mason and his leadership. I mean, he seems like an extremely intense coach. Seems like guys really, really love playing for him. What has it been like the first four weeks of the season? Obviously, you guys have been together longer than that, dating all the way back to spring. But what has that been like? I mean, you're a, you're a key part of this defense and a, and a key part of this team. What's it like playing for Derek Mason? Yeah, no, he's incredible. Um, you know, the energy he brings on a day-to-day basis, um, it's hard to, you know, not come in every day and want to go to work. And so, you know, just being around a coach like that, someone who you know really cares, you know, it's easy to play for him, you know. And I know he's not just out here doing it, you know, for football, like, it's, it's about life when it comes to Coach Mason. And so, you know, just to watch him pour into, you know, his players, you know, pour into me, you know, just to feel how much he cares about you as a person before a football player, like, just makes the football stuff easy. And so when we come in every day, you know, he just has so much energy and, like, it's just about getting better. And so obviously we got some ways to go, some things yeah. to correct, but um, we're in the right direction, um, heading in the right direction, and um, I'm excited to, you know, continue to learn from him. Sure. Sure. I mean, how often do you have those conversations with coaches? That it's not about football. It's about life. Yeah, pretty much on a day-to-day basis. Um, yeah. I mean, this staff is, I mean, when we talk about Auburn family, like, it's a family. And so, you know, they're all constantly checking up, um, you know, asking me how my son's doing, how my family's doing, you know, and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's bigger than football. And so, like I said, when we come in and it's about football, like, they make it easy because now it's just like, you know, like – it's easy to play for a coach when you know he really cares about you. So sure. um, you definitely feel that from his staff. So take us to, uh, you know, kind of your view of the game, your perspective. 
Um, the offense gets the ball in the two-yard line. The defense has kind of done everything they could possibly do in the second half to you know, kind of get the offense in a situation to, to win the football game. Georgia State has an incredible punt. And uh, T.J. Finley kind of in a situation that maybe a lot of folks weren't expecting at this point of the season. What's going through your mind when they start that drive? Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously it was 98 yards. There's about two or three minutes left on the clock. And it was like, yeah. this is probably their, their last opportunity of the game, to be honest. I mean, right. we only had two timeouts, I believe, and we just got a, a, another third down stop. And so, you know, coming back on the sideline, you know, I just – I remember just being calm. Like, nobody panicked. I mean, we all we all had a, a sense of calmness on, over on the sideline just knowing, you know, it was – I mean, it was time for them to make some plays. And so, um, just watching them go down the field, you know, started with a nice run. Um, and then, you know, just continue to pick up steam from there, just watching them convert third downs. Um, you know, all the way down the field, it was like we knew something special was about to happen. And so, um, you know, it was exciting to watch. And, um, you know, I'm just glad we were able to come out with the win. Sure. What impressed you most about Finley? And I'm not going to get into, you know, what's going on and the quarterback battle or anything like that. But just as far as how he handled the offense once he went in, especially on that 98-yard drive, what impressed you most about um, the massive human being, T.J. Finley. Yeah, no, he's massive for sure. <laughs> uh, but um, I think probably just his poise. Um, you know, T.J. is like smooth, like, and he's always been like that. You know, ever since I've been around him, like, he never really gets too high, never gets too low, and it's just like you can see like he had complete command over the entire situation. And so, right, like just looking at his eye, like looking into his eyes, and looking at his body language, and you know, just how he came came in and took command of the offense, like. He just understood like he was ready. And so that is that's just a testament to how he prepares on a week to week basis. Um and you know, just understanding like I might not be playing right now, but when my opportunity arises, you know, I'll be ready. And so I'm yeah. gonna that. So Chandler, the the non conference slate is behind you guys. You guys are now uh you, you go to Patton Rouge and then it's just it's just a gauntlet after that. But obviously gotta take it one game at a time, you head to Baton Rouge, a place where you know Auburn hasn't won in a very long time. Seems like uh, seems like you guys are in a very good situation to win this game uh, on Saturday. But how do you prepare for it? Is it any different than how you prepared for Penn State? I know volume is going to be a big thing, and you know hostile crowds going to be a big thing. What's preparation look like this week? Yeah, preparation looks exactly like it did the last four weeks, except we've got to get better at it. You know that's what Coach Harson pre- Harson uh, preaches every week. Uh, we're not going to change our process. We're going to do the exact same things we've done, you know, since the beginning. It's just each week we get better at it. And so um, we'll prepare the same, um, you know, just like we will for every other opponent. Um, but also understanding, like, we haven't won here since 1999. Like, um, I'm pretty sure there's only a handful of players who we were even alive, you know, last <laughs> time I ever won there. And so it's sure. like, you know, it's, it's we're playing for, you know, much more than just the first SEC game. And so, um you know, we definitely want to, you know, keep that in the back of our minds this week. Um, but also understanding, like, we do have to prepare and, you know, get ourselves ready in that. The game won't, we, won't be won on Saturday. It'll be won, you know, starting yesterday up and through to the game. So, yeah, understanding we have to prepare right and that allows us to go out there and play a good brand of football. Storylines like that, Chandler, the, you know, haven't won down there in two decades kind of things. Do, do those kind of things make it into the locker room? Or does it kind of depend on on what it is? And and I'm sure you know you've played you've played in LSU before, so I'm sure it's had multiple chances to come up from your perspective. But do those kind of storylines creep into the locker room? Do players talk about that? 
Yeah, no, nah, we, we we know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, majority of our team has been there, so I mean, we we know what it is, and feel like you know a lot of times we don't you know kind of let them off the hook per se, but right. You know, um, I mean, this is the brand new year, a brand new opportunity, a brand new team, um, and they're a brand new team, and so we've just got to lock in and prepare, you know, the right way, and you know, not cheat any steps, um, and understand that our preparation is the key. Um, you know, it's all about preparation, 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 and so. I think we just, you know, hone in on what we got to do and everybody's on the P's and Q's this week. We'll give ourselves a, uh, ourselves a good chance of winning. Right. So as far as um, as far as far looking at Auburn's recent track record with LSU, I mean, obviously last year you guys had their number uh, at Jordan-Hare Stadium. The year before that, like we talked about, I mean, you were part of a defensive effort that was probably the best defensive effort of all of college football that season. I mean, that buzzsaw of an offense that was led by Joe Burrow and the rest of those LSU guys, they're all in the NFL now, it seems like. But that had to be cool to look back on. And I know it was a loss, but, I mean, that defensive performance was incredible. Yeah, no, it was. Um, I remember in 2019, we came out with that three-defense alignment look, and everybody thought we were crazy. But it worked. I mean, we had some monsters up there, so we were able to do it. But, I mean, it was a... Obviously, we wanted to win, man, and, um, right. you know, it's kind of hard to, like, celebrate stuff like that in a loss because, you know, the main goal is to win the game. And so, right. But I think when you look back, I think we were the only team to hold them under 40 points the whole entire season. It was, like, 23 or something like that. And so, sure, that uh, yeah, was pretty cool, but, you know. You want to win. Yeah, yeah, obviously, the goal this time is to win, you know, right. whether they score three points or 43, just trying to win the game. Yeah, yeah. Is it ever difficult when the year previously – um, like Auburn and LSU, I mean, you guys, you guys really took care of business against them last year. There wasn't a whole lot that they could do on either side of the ball to really impact um, y'all's game plan uh, a year ago. Is it ever hard to kind of get over that and say, "Oh, we've got this"? You know, I mean, both teams aren't that much different, so w- we should be able to be okay. Or is that just something where you've got to force yourself to say? Hey, no, everything that happened last year doesn't matter. It's all about what's going to happen on Saturday. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, naturally it's kind of human nature to want to do that. But yeah. if you understand college football, and you, if you played enough games, you understand that any given week you can you can be beat. We just almost, we were just in a dogfight with Georgia State, and you look around the country, and there's a lot of teams who are losing the teams who they're supposed to beat on paper. And it's like, you know, that's football. That's why you go out there and play. And so – um, you know, and, and on top of that, you know, we've got new coaches, new schemes, and, you know, so many different players, and same thing with them. So it's like, yeah, that was last year, but, you know, it doesn't really have too much carryover effect into this year because, you know, it's a brand new year, you know, new schemes and stuff like that. So I don't really think that plays a, a big part into what we got going on this year. Chandler Wooten, Auburn linebacker, joining us on today's Locked on Auburn. Chandler Wooten, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck uh, in Baton Rouge on Saturday. All right, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Worry. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.